Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to my mommy's podcast. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Wabi Sabi Wellness. My name is Jeanette, and I'm so excited that you have joined me here today. Today, we have an interview with Raquel from Astrology with Raquel. But before we dive into that, I wanted to go over the moon transits of the week, the astrology of the week. Side note, this is a really big week, as well as the tarot card that we have pulled for the collective. Let's start off with the moon transits of the week. So on Monday, July 17th at 11.40 p.m. Central Time, the moon is going to shift into Leo and stay there until 12.13 p.m. Central on Thursday, July 20th. Now is the time for you to think with your heart and make moves that sit really well with you. This is also the time of the month to wear the outfits that you've been saving for a special occasion. For Leo, every day is a special occasion, and this is time for you to channel that. You might feel most nourished over this transit when you're being very verbal about who you truly are. If you fear that it's going to repel some people, that's okay. It's only going to repel those who don't give you the energy that you need. So I task you to go forth and find your inner lion's roar. On Thursday, July 20th at 12.13 p.m. Central, the moon will then shift into Virgo and stay there until 12.55 a.m. Central on Sunday, July 23rd. While the moon is in Virgo, we are going to wrap up all of our loose ends from Cancer season as we move on over to Leo season. Now is the time for you to be productive. Don't be surprised if your work days during this transit go by really quickly because you're just being so efficient. If you need to tidy up or organize your home or your life, now is the time to do it. It could also be a great time for you to plan some events or things for you to do this weekend with your friends. On Sunday, July 23rd at 12.55 a.m. Central, the moon is then going to shift into Libra and stay there until 11.56 a.m. Central time on Tuesday, July 25th. We're going to start off Leo season and the Venus retrograde here, which is lovely because it's a great time to think about balance. Libra loves balance, especially in relationships. So this is a great time for you to think about what in life is balanced or imbalanced. Chiron is also going to be stationing retrograde, so there's a lot of astrology going on during this time. So it's really just so important for you to be aware of your emotions. Libra is a cardinal air sign, so you might get a lot of ideas and inspiration from writing your thoughts out. So I want you to find a cozy spot, a yummy drink, and just get to writing, and you might find that a lot of your problems might be solved. As I mentioned in today's intro, as well as while we were going over the moon transits, there is so much going on this week as well as next week in terms of the astrology. So first things first is this Monday, while you're listening to it, we have a new moon in Cancer. This will give us a lot of inspiration and creativity. Um, And then a few hours later, we have the lunar nodes shifting into Aries and Libra, and they will remain there until January of 2025, which really paints a picture of where your focus will be over the next 18 months and where you're going to find a lot of growth. I'm sure I will be putting up a post. So if you are curious about what that means for you in terms of those lunar nodes, go check out my Instagram. We might be struggling between Monday and Wednesday to have our ideas be heard by others, especially when we are having so many downloads and ideas coming to us. So you might find it best to keep those to yourself or in a journal until after Wednesday. By Thursday, we have a more teamwork kind of vibe, especially during the day. Friday, you might want to log off early and just spend some time at home. It's definite couch potato vibes. And the weekend is spontaneous and has really good energy, but do keep in mind that Venus retrograde is going to be a thing. Lastly, the tarot card of the week that I have pulled is Page of Pentacles. And this is asking us to think about what skills do we want to develop? What skills are necessary for us to get to the next place in life that we want to get to? This is also a card that talks about manifestation, what we want in this lifetime. 
Okay, that's enough chit chat for me. Let's get into this interview with Raquel from Astrology with Raquel. I hope you all enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Okay, guys, I'm here with Raquel, and I'm so, so excited to get this conversation started. So I'm going to go off with the first question, which is very broad, but who are you and what do you do? Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for having me today. I'm so honored and so excited. I am Raquel, and I'm an astrologer. And what I do as an astrologer is I really work with people who want to use the power of astrology to you know, transform and grow and really create their dream lives. And I'm really here to help people learn about themselves and to learn about astrology and to really use that energy to tap into what I like to call limitless potential. And I think that we all have that. Awesome. I love it. So where did your passion for astrology stem from? Where did this, where did this come from? Yeah. Where did this all start? Right. So I've always been into astrology since I was really little. I used to look at the back of magazines and read my horoscope. And I used to take my grandma's newspaper and read my horoscopes there. But I would say my real passion started when I was 18 and I started studying it more seriously. I would go to libraries and rent out astrology books. And I think the passion started because when I was 18, I was having like a tough time stepping into adulthood. And astrology was something that really helped me feel like, okay, I'm not alone in how I'm feeling. I'm not alone in like my struggles. And there's so much solution. And I think that really sparked the passion for me. I love it. Yeah. I feel like astrology gives a lot of answers of like, why does now feel not so good and gives you a lot of reassurance for like, it's not going to last forever. I promise. Yeah. And I learned a lot about, you know, just the traits of like who I am. And I felt really seen by astrology. I felt like, oh, there's this energy out there or this practice or these wisdoms out there that really actually relate to like who I am and my human experience. That makes a lot of sense. What are your big three? I'm a Virgo sun, Capricorn moon, and Sagittarius rising. I love it. It makes sense that we get along because I'm a Virgo rising. And I strongly, I don't know if you believe this, but I feel like if you have the same something in your top three with a person, like there's a lot more to click with. Yeah. And I've actually observed in my personal life and with clients that a lot of people, their best friend is the sun sign that matches their rising sign. Um, I've heard that from so many people. My best friend is a Sagittarius. I'm a Sag rising. And so, yeah, the resonance is just so real and I think it makes it really easy to be friends for sure my husband is a Virgo sun and I'm a Virgo rising so oh my god yes I love that yeah I think there's so much overlap and I think that when you start digging into astrology you're like oh my gosh this is the reason for this and it just makes so much sense um Yeah. yeah okay so I know you have traveled quite a lot quite extensively what is the place that you have connected with the most And how did you learn about yourself there? And also just bonus question is, did you have a line growing, going through wherever it was that you love the most? Yeah. So in my astrocartography, I have my Mars line running through Nicaragua, which is something that I learned after I took this trip. But um, I went to Nicaragua to build a school in the middle of the rainforest with nine other women. We did all the fundraising and got everything in line to go down there. And I mean, it was incredible. We were in a community of about 50, 60 people max. And the community was so small that the town or the community didn't even have a name. It was just coordinates on a map. And so by building the school, we were able to put them on the map with the Nicaraguan government so that they could get supplies and things of that nature. And I connected so much with myself on that trip. The biggest thing was gratitude, you know, to be grateful for what I have. The community didn't have 
any electricity or running water. And so that was something I'd never experienced in my life before. And I really connected with a culture that was different than my own. And that was really eye-opening and really enlightening. And it was, you know, the best trip I've ever taken. I don't even know if I'd call it a trip because it wasn't like a vacation. We were working. I was shoveling, mixing cement, tying rebar. Like it was real legitimate, like manual labor. Um, and even that was really good for me. And I just connected with the rainforest itself as well. I'm sure, you know, as a Virgo rising, like I'm so into plants and biology and animals and all the things. Um, so I really loved being there. And one of my goals and dreams would be to go back and visit the community and see how everyone is doing. I love it. How long ago was that? Uh, 2016. Okay. That's so, that's so fun. Um, that makes a lot of sense with it being on your Mars line now. Do you now plan your travel around your astrocartography or do you just happen to like look at it later and be like, oh, that makes sense? Um, I don't necessarily plan travel around my astrocartography, but I do plan travel of where I want to be on my birthday for my solar return chart. Um, so I will map out what city I want to be in based on how the chart for the year looks based on the location. So I'm definitely into that because I'm a little, I don't know if the word superstitious is right, but I'm a little superstitious of the year ahead and what that solar return chart looks like. So because it changes based on where you are for your birthday, you kind of get to pick and choose what you want to vibe with for the year ahead. I love it. Um, how has your practice evolved over the years or like maybe your style of reading or yeah yeah i mean it's evolved so much and i think it's something that'll continue to evolve because um there's things that change with me just like my personal life changes or my level of expertise or my knowledge or my study and so anytime i i reach like an upgrade or a level up my practice kind of moves along with me um and so it really just has to do with like for me i think learning more and just having more lived experience and i like to bring you know my knowledge and experience into every client call into every space that i create and so my guess is that you know in five years from now my practice will look completely different absolutely is there a part of astrology right now that's like really interesting to you or something that you feel like you've been diving deep into recently uh yeah i've been talking to clients a lot about jupiter um, Jupiter in their natal charts, Jupiter in the sky. And as a Sagittarius rising, I'm actually ruled by Jupiter. I'm a Jupiterian. So I really like talking about Jupiter and what's possible for people when they're looking at Jupiter in their chart, because that's where we see where we can grow, where we can be really abundant, where we can have a lot of manifestations coming true. And I've just been really into helping people create a life that they're so excited about lately and that they're so spirited about and because Jupiter rules the heavens, I think that's like a great place to look in the chart. So all things Jupiter. I love it. Jupiter is great. Um, speaking of your work, so what does working with you look like right now? Like what are the offerings that you have currently? Yeah, so I'm always available to do sessions with people. You know, I'm always open. People will email me out of the blue and, you know, need help in some way. Um, I have a community called Charmed, which is a membership, and it's really fun in there. We do like astrology and tarot and magic and um, astrology chart readings for members. And so I love Charmed. It's a, I just have a great time in there. And then I also have a five-week course called Creatrix, and it's literally about creating your dream life, targeting five different areas of life. And it's all about looking at your personal astrology. So if it involves helping someone look at their personal astrology, I'm usually creating it or doing it or teaching it. And I love to do classes and courses and workshops. So I love to have like one-on-one -on -one time with clients in like a longer capacity or in an hour session. But I also love 
helping share the knowledge and the wisdom of astrology through teaching. Awesome. And I'm going to link everything below. So if anyone's interested, I will have all your offerings linked below, but that's super exciting. Thank you. I have a really good gut vibe about this creative, was it Createx? Createx? Creatrix. Yeah. Creatrix. I think that's going to be so exciting. Is it the first time you're running it? Yeah, it's the first time I'm running it. And it was such an intuitive creation, which it's called Creatrix. So it's literally about that. But I woke up one morning and I just felt like a creatrix. I just wanted to create. And I thought, what are the five things that people come to me the most with? What are the five areas of life that people are so curious about? And then I just kind of channeled that into an offering. And I really love talking to people about it. And anytime, if you own a business, you probably feel this, but anytime you're super passionate and aligned with what you're offering, it's so easy to talk about. It's so easy to market. You're just like so excited to spread the word. So I'm definitely in that vibration right now. I love it. I feel like it's going to be super rewarding for everyone who participates. Yes. Thank you. Um, so can you speak? I think that as people who like read for other people and help people get to places that they want to go. Um, those moments when you get a client coming back to you saying like, Hey, because of your help, this happened or something like that. Can you talk to like one of the most rewarding moments you've had in your work so far? Oh, there's been so many. Um, I do a lot of predictive astrology for people. People love to look into the year ahead or like the next six months. And so the most rewarding thing is when people circle back and they're like that exact thing that you said that was going to happen completely happened for me. And recently what happened with a client is she had been trying to get pregnant for years and we did a reading and we talked really in depth about like, you know, her medical history and everything going on with her. And I was able to pinpoint the month that I thought she would get pregnant. And she did. Um, she's actually in labor right now. Um, as we're recording this, I got an update. So that was really rewarding because I know that it was something that was like really on her mind and it was really something that she really wanted to do. Um, so that's the um, circumstance that like often happens with people, right? Is like they really want something or they really want to do something. And I think that's why so many people are interested in astrology because it's like, when can this thing happen for me? I love that. That's so exciting for her. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, when you are looking at someone's chart, what are the first three things that like catch your eye and why? Yeah. So I love looking at charts. It's probably my favorite thing to do. And the first thing I look at is actually the sun, the moon and the rising. And the reason for that is because that's what a lot of people know coming into an astrology session. And a lot of people have these like preconceived ideas or like stereotypes that they've heard about their sun moon rising that are maybe not true. And so I like to start there to ask my client because astrology is a conversation. Like, what do you know about your sun moon rising? What do you think about it? How do you feel about it? And more often than not, I do a little bit of what I call astrology rehab. Um, so we can kind of talk about the limiting beliefs that may have been created because of something they read like on CoStar or something that they read online that really doesn't apply to them and can maybe confuse them a little bit. So I always like to start there. And it's also, if you know your big three, it's very important, you know, so that's really what I look at first. Yeah. Um, like meme astrology, I feel gives a lot of other people in this space a bad, a bad rap. <laughs> Yeah, and I think astrology online can actually be a little scary. There's a lot of interpretations out there that aren't super positive. Um, and not that all of astrology is positive because, you know, there's light and dark with the practice and the wisdoms and what's shared, just like anything else. But there are some 
some just straight up rude interpretations out there that I think can make you feel bad about yourself. And I want astrology to feel good for people and to feel like, okay, I can embrace who I am. And so that's why I do the astrology rehab at the beginning of the session. I love it. I also love the way that you word things like astrology rehab and like the words that you come up with for the offerings you have. They're just so good. Thank you. I have Mercury in my ninth house in Virgo. Um, so I think my Mercury sign is always kind of coming up with those like intuitive names and creations. Checks out. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, let's switch over to chatting about your future. So what is on your manifestation list right now? Like what does Raquel want to bring to light? So I love manifesting. It's like a hobby of mine. Once I started learning manifestation techniques and creating my own, it's just something that is like in my daily practice. So I actually just manifested my dream home here in New Orleans. And I just manifested my move to New Orleans two months ago. So those were big ones that I crossed off my list. And when I think about the next you know, couple of years or five years or even 10 years, I really want to open like a mystic shop. Um, here in New Orleans with like tarot cards and mystical tools and candles and even self-care products. I think that's like something that I would love doing. I actually created a line of astrological self-care products last year and I really loved it. And another more personal manifestation is, you know, I really want to get married to my partner who I am so in love with. So I'd love to have like a big, beautiful wedding with all of our family and friends. I've always kind of envisioned this like big party and celebration for myself. And so I thought I'm either gonna do it for my 30th or my 40th, or it'll be a wedding, but I'm having this big party in the next three years. <laughs> so it could be for a birthday, it could be a wedding, um, time will tell. If your partner is listening to this, he can assist with getting that manifestation going. <laughs> I know, he's definitely listening. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Okay, so what advice do you have for someone who is looking to embrace their spirituality? I think that it's kind of a scary moment when you're like, wait, I think I believe, I think that this is helpful. I think I can get somewhere with this. So what would you tell younger you or just anyone who's looking to get into this kind of world that we are in now? A few different things. I think number one, and this is like my number one rule in life as a sad rising, but it's like, have fun with it. You know, like it doesn't have to be that serious. It doesn't have to be something that takes you away from who you already are. I think spirituality is something that we already have existing that can just be channeled. And I think it's really about listening to your intuition. And if you don't know what that is, that's just your, your inner voice. It's the energy that comes from like, like your throat chakra or your heart space, or even sometimes your gut, like that inner sense of knowing. And so what I would say to my younger self or anyone just getting started is to really trust that because your intuition is like your internal compass and it'll never lead you on the wrong path. So it's really about trusting yourself and embracing a new side of you that maybe you didn't know existed and to just not be scared. I love that. Were you nervous when you embarked on all of this or not really because it's something that you had like worked with like your whole life? Yeah. So I had a big spiritual awakening during my Saturn return, like most people. Um, and I think the way that I felt about it was relieved because it was like, oh, there is something out there that can help explain so much. And it's something that I have access to. And at first I kind of thought I needed all, all these tools like crystals and that I needed to go to sound baths. And I thought it was something that had to be activated. But once I realized I just already had spirituality living within me, that made it really easy for me. And then from there, it was just, you know, spiritual awakening after spiritual awakening. 
I love it. I feel like you read my mind because my next question was, so I, this question is for me. I'm asking for myself. I'm currently in the midst of my Saturn return. As someone who's gone through it, what advice do you have? Because I think that there's this big like fear people have over the Saturn return. Like, oh my God, you're going to lose everyone and everything. But I don't think it has to be like that. No, I think you can look at it and anyone listening who's like approaching Saturn return in it, or even if you're still recovering from the things that happened in your Saturn return is to remember that it's an astrological rite of passage. It's what catapults you from your youth into adulthood. And there's this really beautiful opportunity to break out of these constructs that were imposed upon you by your upbringing or society. It's really your time to shine as like the person that you really want to be and that you're growing into. So it's a, it's a time of growth and change. And I think that's what's scary is that change can be unsettling for a lot of people because I think we get comfortable or we get even a little stubborn stuck in our ways. And so the idea of life uh, changing or certain things in life dismantling can create a lot of fear. Um, but change always equals growth. And so I think growth can be really positive for us. And I find that things you start during your Saturn return have the ability to stand the test of time. So it's actually a great time to start new projects, to change your career, to shift in career, to do anything that you want to last forever. Do it during your Saturn return and it will. It's kind of this special little feature that not a lot of people talk about. For sure. Um, what house does Saturn uh, sit in for you? Um, Saturn is in my second house. Um, and so my Saturn return was a lot about self-esteem and it had a lot to do with like the foundation that I'm building and things of that nature. I love it. Um, okay. What rituals do you partake in to keep your energy clean? I know when we're doing this work, we, we take in a lot of other people's energy, but how do you make sure that at the end of the day, you're not carrying any negative negativity into your own life and your personal life? Um, I do a couple different things for that. So I love salt baths and just taking these like luxurious bubble baths. I like that. I also, before I'm going to go into the grocery store or an event or a crowded space, I do a white light protective triangle over my entire body to kind of save me and protect me from anything that I don't want to hold on to that I might kind of run into. And I really believe in the power of like praying to the ancestors. And so every night I pray to my grandma and my ancestors to protect me, to help me cleanse and clear anything that doesn't belong to me, that's no longer serving my highest good. And I also love to have a crystal in my car, in my home, next to my bed. And I kind of just wave it around my body and just ask to release and cleanse. Is it a specific crystal or just whatever you're feeling at the moment? Um, I like selenite because it's just the master cleanser. So I love big selenite wands. Oh, for sure. I feel that. <laughs> yes. Um, what tarot card do you resonate with the most? Or I guess the other part of this question is what card have you been pulling a lot for yourself lately? So I guess in a way I resonate with every tarot card in the deck on some level. And I think for me, it's such a hard question. I think I relate the most with the Wheel of Fortune, which is the Jupiter card, because again, I'm a Jupiterian. But the Wheel of Fortune is really communicating to us that like our luck can change at any time. Like anything can happen at any given moment. And the Wheel of Fate and Fortune is always turning for us and that more will be revealed. And I feel like that's life. 
you know, that's the embodiment of like the fool's journey, which is the tarot and our journey here. It's like anything can shift and change in the matter of seconds or minutes or weeks or months or days or years. And I think I just really love to embrace like opportunity that comes from change. So I love the wheel of fortune. Lately, I've been pulling the nine of pentacles for myself and I love the nine of pentacles. Uh, it's a card that talks about already having your manifestations. And I think it's a great card to remind us to tap into gratitude. There is always going to be more that we want, right? There's always going to be that next level, but there's something really powerful about sinking in deeply to where you're at and the things in your life, especially materially that have already appeared and the manifestations that have already come true for you. Um, it's also about having what you, not only what you want, but you need. Um, and I think there were a lot of times in my life from childhood, even into adulthood, where I felt like I didn't have what I needed to be successful or to move forward in life. And as I look around my life right now, I genuinely feel like I do, like I have everything I need and I just feel really good and settled into that. So when I see the nine of pentacles, I feel like it's a really good confirmation. I love that. Um, I love that so much. Honestly, when I think of you, I think of the magician and just like manifestation yes. and like that's the card I would have been like that's totally Raquel but I love the cards that you've picked for yourself as well thank you so much and I love the magician because the magician is saying you have all the tools and resources you need within you to manifest anything you want and I so believe that no matter who you are what you've been through or what you're going through you can manifest and you don't have to be like all high vibe to manifest you can manifest no matter where you're at in life Oh, for sure. And I think that there's this also like misconception that like you have to do like 5 million steps of this ritual in order to like get what you want. And so much of it has to do with like, where's your mindset and how are you thinking about things? Yeah. And I love rituals and witchcraft and spell work so much, but a lot of the times I'm just manifesting with my mind or I'm just saying out loud, like universe, this is what I'm seeking, but bring me what's in alignment type of thing. Absolutely. Um, speaking of misconceptions, what do you think is the silliest misconception that other people have about those of us in the spiritual realm or anything about spirituality? Yeah, I think it's similar to what I was just saying about how you don't have to be like positive and high vibe to manifest. I think there's a misconception that everyone who's spiritual is love and light and that they project that onto other people. Um, I know I certainly don't. I feel glimmers of love and light in life, of course, like most of us do, but that's not my core philosophy. And I think a misconception is that we're not realists or that we're not down to earth or that our head is kind of in the clouds and that we're not seeing things for like what they truly are and that we're somehow out of touch with reality because we've gone so far into, you know, the esoteric and the ethereal world. And I think spiritual people can actually be super grounded and super in touch with reality and the material world and things of that nature. I love that. I think that the difference is that when you are in the spiritual world and you are into astrology, you are into tarot, you see things as a cycle and you know that like, even when shit is hard, it's not going to stay hard forever. And like, like you said, like the, re the wheel of fortune, like things happen and cycles end and cycles start. And I think that sometimes that's mistaken for like having our heads in the cloud. 100%. I think a lot of people feel like spirituality is this, I mean, it's not tangible, right? So it's hard for a lot of people to understand. And I think unless you're on a spiritual path or you've had a spiritual awakening or you consider yourself to be spiritual, I think a lot of people reject it um, and kind of have almost like this negative connotation. 
Oh, for sure. hundred percent. I was talking to a client actually, and she was saying that um, a doctor that she was about to possibly have a surgery with said that he didn't believe in horoscopes. And she was saying how interesting that was because nobody would ever say that to her about like praying or religion. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to think yeah. about. Yeah. And I always find it really, we'll say compelling when people say they don't believe in astrology or they don't believe in horoscopes because it's not something to believe in. It's something to enjoy and something to have fun with. It's not a belief system um, that we're asking people to subscribe to by talking about or practicing astrology. It's like, hey, here's this fun, entertaining thing that you get to observe. And it's like, take what you like and leave the rest because astrology is nuanced. And as anybody knows, if you read your horoscope, it doesn't always resonate and it's not supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, how can people connect with you? Where can they yes. find you? So my website is astrologywithraquel.com and I also love Instagram. I was one of those people where like the second you could get Instagram, I did. I've been on it for a while and I'm astrology.with.raquel. And yeah, I love posting content on there and sharing about my offerings. And I love DMing with people. And you can also email me if that feels more comfortable. It's Raquel at astrologywithraquel.com. I'm just going to put a little plug in for your Instagram. Your content is really good. So you all should actually go follow her. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll follow you back. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't want to follow people back, but I, I love to see what everyone is up to. Like, I think the feed is just so great to connect with people and catch up with people and get to know people. For sure. Okay. Five very random questions. Um, okay. What made you smile last? My dogs. How many do you have? Three. <laughs> I know that's a lot, um, but I do have three. It's surprising because I haven't heard any sounds of dogs in this whole call. So I was concerned about that, but they're sleeping right now. They sleep a lot during the day and they snore and they have their little tongues hanging out. So they're, they're in the dream world right now. Love it. Um, what is a mantra you've been using a lot lately? Um, I am a beautiful and abundant goddess. I love it. Love it so much. What actress would you pick to play you in a movie about your life? Ooh, this is a really great question. I don't know that we look the same, but I think I would pick Scarlett Johansson just because I love her so much and I really just like vibe with her energy. I love it. Um, what's your favorite beverage right now? Club soda with a lemon with a couple dashes of bitters and crushed jalapenos. Very specific. I like it. <laughs> Virgo. <laughs> of course. At this specific degree as well. I like it at 37 degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> Four ice cubes. And then the last one is what house system do you use? So it depends on what I'm doing. So I use Placidus for the most part, especially when I'm doing a chart reading, but if you're doing like a solar return chart or something like that, or annual perfections, you have to use whole sign. Um, so it just depends on like what technique or what type of astrology I'm doing. I know there's like this huge debate in the astrological community. A lot of people do choose one or the other. I have found though, that when I use whole sign, it's a little bit more prophetic, at least for me. And that could just be the way my intuition interprets the charts. But when I'm looking into someone's future, I like to look at the whole sign. And when I'm looking into like their current experience or their past experience, I like to use Placidus. 
Love it. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was such a joy to chat with you again. Um, and if anyone wants to follow you, I will have all of it in the show notes, but thank you again. Of course. And thank you everyone for listening and taking a little time out of your day to be with us. I really appreciate it. Okay, everyone, that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. I love hearing other people's stories about how they got involved with tarot and astrology and this whole world. And I also love hearing about how practices can evolve over the years. So I hope you enjoyed it. That is all I have for you this week. The quote I'm leaving you with is from Arthur Edward Waite, who with Pamela Coleman-Smith wrote, or I guess created the Rider Waite deck that we all know and love. And the quote is, the true tarot is symbolism. It speaks no other language and offers no other signs. Next week's episode is going to be a solo episode where I will dive into Leo season and what that's all about, as well as everything that's going to be happening during Leo season. I am a Leo's son and I absolutely adore Leo season, so super excited to release that episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Please subscribe, leave a review, and pass this podcast on to a friend who you think might enjoy it. If you want to connect with me, find me on Instagram at wabi.sabi.tarot. And I hope you all have a magical, beautiful week. And as always, look within. Thank you.